0: Here we are yet again on a Saturday night, 9 o'clock, jumping in the best in modern and contemporary jazz with myself,
1: H. And me, Chris. Yes, welcome along to this week's show we're celebrating the 100th birthday Where he's still alive of the great Charles Mingus Jr both a giant physically and musically Mingus passed away just aged 56 in 1979 but not before creating the most fantastic catalogue of recordings and compositions as well as playing with virtually all the big names in state-sized jazz over the last century so what's fueled your bass desires this week H? Oh you
0: could fill several programmes with the music couldn't you? Uh, well you better have a bit of the man himself of course uh, so what about some moaning from blues and Roots and absolute classics. Paul motion with a reincarnation of a lovebird, and we might had uh, out for some Mingus big band at the Jazz Standard.
1: Yeah, and from me, a spirit, a mood, a little max, a hat, and to start our celebrations, here's Miss Bliss. taken from the 1953 release on his own debut records label. A label Mingus formed with Max Roach to present artists' first releases was the intention and to give himself some control over his recordings. That was the Charles Mingus octet with Miss Bliss, Ernie Royal on trumpet, Willie Dennis on trombone, Eddie Kane on alto, Tia Massaro on tenor, Denny Bank on baritone, John Lewis on the piano, Kenny Clarke on the drums. What a lineup! And, of course, Mingus on the bass.
0: Not a bad lineup at all, is it? It is jumping in. It's our Charlie Mingus special. A hundred years old he would have been, uh, the great man. Sadly, of course, no longer with us. A real character. Um, one of the few jazzers, I think, to have brought out a jazz album with the liner notes written by his psychiatrist. Wonderful. I think that was, um, I can't remember which album that was now, but uh, <laughs> yes, I was almost tempted to play something from that. We're going to feature music, obviously, anyone who's anyone in the modern jazz world will be influenced by Mingus and have done Mingus covers. Here's one by uh, Paul Motion, uh, drummer, of course, with Bill Evans and then wonderful groups on his own right or in his own right. This was with one of his bands from about 20 odd years back. A fine lineup as well. Don Elias percussion, Steve Swallow bass, Kurt Rosenwinkel guitar, along with Wolfgang Mustbiel on guitar as well. Unusual lineup there. Chris Potter on tenor and Chris Cheek on tenor as well. An unusual lineup, a great sound. Here's their version of reincarnation of a lovebird. <laughs> Paul Motion, with what he called the Electric Bebop Band, brought out a string of albums on JMT. All great stuff. I must admit I enjoyed his on-Broadway ones most of all, I think. Uh, He brought about four or five albums out along those lines, I think on Winter and Winter and uh, possibly JMT as well. 1994 recorded live to two-track at the Power Station in New York.
1: You did mention that uh, Mingus was one of the few uh, artists who have liner notes written by his psychiatrist, probably the only jazz bassist, I think, to release a pamphlet, the Mingus Catalogue of Toilet Training Your Cat to teach your cat to use the toilet at home rather than the litter box. You can still find it online, just go and have a look. Now there's no doubt that Mingus's influence has spread far and wide, and one French bass player who's devoted the last 20 years or so of his career to the compositions of and the inspiration from Mingus is Jacques Vidal, starting out on the road in his career to music at the age of 17 he studied drums with the great Kenny Clark who of course played with Mingus as we heard on the first track and he then went on to study bass at the Versailles Conservatory before joining Magma the progressive French rock band and he then after that toured with Philly Joe Jones and Pepper Adams and began his fascination with Mingus from his 2007 album Mingus Spirit here's the title track of Mingus spirit there from Jacques Vidal uh, with a great band made up of Eddie Henderson on trumpet, Eric Barrett on tenor, Daniel Zimmerman on trombone Frédéric Silvestre on guitar and Manuel Rochman on piano and of course Jacques Vidal on bass and uh, as I said he spent the last 20 odd years touring playing a mixture of his own compositions in honour of and uh, Mingus' music, look out if you can catch him live
0: Absolutely. So you're listening to Jumping In, the best in modern and contemporary jazz with Chris and myself, H and a Mingus special. A hundred years yesterday since the birth of the great man, fantastic composer, wonderful bass player, great character from all accounts. Uh, Fiery temper as well, but I mean, you know, who doesn't one way or another? And most people who are leaders and in the vanguard of things usually can get a bit fed up when people don't understand what's going on. Uh, You might be familiar with the track Moaning, but you'll probably be the one by Bobby Timmons and featured a lot with Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. There is another Moaning. You can take your pick which one you like. They're both equally good, really. Very different as well. This one is by Charlie Mingus from the album Blues and Roots. And uh, you might remember it from a TV advert from a few years back, if memory serves correct. (coughs) The Moaning by Bobby Timmons, which is a great track in itself, but Moaning by Charles Mingus. Brilliant stuff indeed. Each musician, he says, plays separate lines, simple blues lines. The solos are by Jack- Jackie McLean, Pepper Adams and Booker Irvin. And on the album notes, Charles himself says, My music is as varied as my feelings are, or the world is. And one composition or one kind of composition expresses only part of the total world of my music I wouldn't disagree with that we played down to earth and together I think the music has a tremendous amount of life and emotions and I think you could say that of virtually all of Minx's music we were debating the advert as well it was indeed a television advert did you get it we eventually did after a bit of googling and it was
1: Tetley's Bitter a Salty and Salty ad with potentially Claudia Schiffer and a small dog walking along a beach I remember the beach yes <laughs> I don't remember the dog anyway
0: yeah, I don't remember Claudia Schiffer which is a bit
1: worrying in this getting old. <laughs> He must have been thirsty at the time. Uh, Now, next from me, uh, Tijuana Moods, an album Mingus once referred to as one of his personal favourites. However, and uh, you'd be in his bad books, H, after that last introduction, the album was released and it had the name Charlie Mingus on the cover, which somewhat angered the great man who hated nicknames, and he said, don't call me Charlie, that's not a man's name, that's a name for a horse. (laughs) Nonetheless, a great album. Here's Dizzy Moods, written for, well, you guess who. (laughs) (laughs) we <laughs> 1957 but not released until 62. That was Dizzy Moods taken from uh, Mingus's Tijuana Moods album. Another great sounding band there with Clarence Shaw on trumpet, Jimmy Nepper on trombone, Shafi Hadi on the tenor, Bill Triglia on piano and of course the wonderfully mellifluous bass of Charles Mingus. When it was released in in, uh, when it was first released, Downbeat magazine said Tijuana Moods is the 1957 masterpiece on which Mingus asserts his full control over his long-form chops. No argument from us there.
0: (sighs) I like the idea of long-form chops, really, or whatever they <laughs> might <Sound> be. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Yeah, Charlie Mingus and his music we are celebrating. You'll yeah, do it again. He'll and, be after uh, you, you know. Oh, but well, yeah, <laughs> Char- he would be after me. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> haunting. The trouble is, of course, you do get Charlie Mingus on his actual albums in cases, although he did prefer to be Charles. And I think, like I said, he would not hold back in informing you, as uh, there are numerous stories of having um, something of a temper and uh, an album where I think a track you've got coming up very shortly famously was meant to be... Uh, Fairly tempestuous at the recording session. Indeed. Um, uh, this one is a band uh, still going, as far as I know. They used to have a regular residency at the Jazz Standard in New York. I'm hoping the Jazz Standard was bouncing back. I think it was a, a victim of Covid, but I did hear tell that it was hopefully coming back again. Fingers crossed, we live on the Mingus Big Band live at the Jazz Standard. Cracking band. Here's their take on bird calls. <laughs> I don't know who they were, but they're lively birds. One way or another. Or lively bird, perhaps Charlie. Bird... Paul's, of course, Mingus's uh, tribute to uh, Charlie Bird Parker, I do believe, one way or another. The Mingus Big Band that was performing that live at the Jazz Standard. Uh, we are just looking, like I said, it definitely closed, unfortunately, due to Covid. It's not 100% clear, and I must admit, we haven't been lucky enough to be to New York recently to find out whether it is open again. Hopefully, I'd heard on the grapevine that it was opening again with blue smoke upstairs, but we keep
1: our fingers crossed. Indeed, we do. Now, uh, moving from one size of band to another, despite a checkered history with Ellington, Mingus, of course, had been sacked from the Duke's band in. 1953 following a backstage fight with trombonist Warren Teasel uh, but he'd always held a great respect for Ellington as a musician and so it was in 1962 that Mingus was booked for a two album deal to record trio sessions with the Duke and drummer Max Roach Now, it is well known that there were tensions during the sessions, and one report citing Mingus walking out over a disagreement with Roach and Duke persuading him back into the studio. Suffice to say, only one album resulted, and just let's be thankful it did. From Money Junkle, here's a little Max. This is Mark Elias saluting Chris and H on jumping in. Well, I'm down, <laughs> Thank you. Play for you and thank you for bringing your clap on our recording, thank you for recording your the album. man himself thank you of course we we'll appreciate you
0: Charlie Hello. Mingus the lost album from Ronnie Scott's not lost anymore it's being brought out this thank very you, day as a 3LP record, record store day offering wonderful stuff on Resonance Records also a 3CD set and digital download from April the twenty. Ninth.
1: Fantastic Next. stuff, and it is well, well worth a listen. And prior to that, with a bit of a Latin feel, showcasing both Max and Mingus was a little Max. And if you don't have a copy, be sure to add Money Jungle to your collection. Well, that's about it for this week's Mungus at 100 special. We only just scratched the surface. Mingus was also a great pianist, and indeed, Mingus on piano was worth a listen too. We will leave you with one of the countless versions of perhaps one of his best-known pieces, Goodbye Pork Pie Hat, with a heartfelt dedication to Lester Young that he wrote. This version is from Uh, harmonica player Olivia Kier-Urio who will be one of the main artists at this year's uh, Brussels Jazz Festival and with him Ralph Towner there's no show next week as you're going to have a fantastic night in at the Guild instead but we'll see you in a couple of weeks bye for now
0: get that Guild going cheerio